And welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. And as always, thank you for joining us for what I think is going to be a very interesting conversation and one that we're going to follow up on a podcast that we did with this gentleman just a few weeks ago. And that is our good friend and dental's pharmacology expert, Tom Viola. Hey, Tom, what's going on, man? How's it going, Kevin, my friend? How have you been? All right? Dude, I've been good. I've been good. You know, it's funny. We got some really interesting feedback on the podcast you and I did about vitamins and how maybe they're not so necessary. And I think that that really kind of surprised some people. So I want to encourage people to listen back to that podcast. You can find it uh, just a little ways back here in the Dental Assistant Nation archives. But let's take a step again with that because you found a very interesting study that I think dovetails in with that quite nicely. Yeah, this we'll, we'll call this a sequel. How about that? Right? I like that. Let's do it. <laughs> a lot of sequels are as good as the first sometimes. I'm thinking it's going to be the same. I, uh, hope. I got a feeling. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, Kevin, as a bachelor, that as I am, I end up cooking for myself a lot of times. And so, and also, as you know, as a speaker, I'm on the road a lot of times. So Absolutely. I'm always worried about, you know, my nutritional content, you know, Am I eating uh, what I should be eating or, you know, maybe I should be taking vitamins and supplements to uh, supplement when I'm not getting in my diet. Uh, and a recent bout of laryngitis uh, at the AGD in Orlando. And if anybody who's at AGD in Orlando uh, who's listening today, I sincerely apologize for whispering through uh, my last presentation, <laughs> complete laryngitis, couldn't speak at all. And I thought, man, I got to start taking better care of myself. I, I, obviously, I'm not doing something right. And wouldn't you know it, like almost on the exact heel of that thought, I open up my email, I'm going through, you know, my usual. And there's this report in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, right? Uh, and, and this is from, you know, what I call the big kahunas, the, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, right? These are the folks kind of like the FDA, but uh, for, you know, supplements and, and other uh, things that people take to maintain their health. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the sequel to our last one is, they're saying that there's actually no benefit and, and it may be harmful to take supplements like beta carotene and vitamin E. That's a head shaker, man. It really is. I, I don't have much hair left in my head, but I'll tell you, I'm scratching what little <laughs> I have left because I'm thinking, man, as long as I can remember, people told me to, you know, eat carrots and get beta carotene because it was, you know, really good for you and it, it, it did good things for your vision and did good things for your small blood vessels and, and helped you avoid, you know, microvascular complications of things like cardiovascular disease and diabetes and vitamin E. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find someone in this, in my sphere that doesn't take vitamin E, especially, you know, people my age are like, Hey, you know, we got to take vitamin E. We need all the help we can get to, to as antioxidants to prevent cancer. And I get it. As a matter of fact, you know, according to the National Health and Nutritional Examination Survey data that was published, it said that 52% of U.S. adults reported using at least one dietary supplement within the prior 30 days, and 31% said they used a multivitamin, like me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Same here. Yep. Right? Lots of people out there, you know, and what's the most commonly uh, cited reason? Uh, Overall health and wellness, and to fill in nutrient gaps in a diet. Everything we were just talking about. And of course, the overall awareness is that cardiovascular disease and cancer are always, you know, neck and neck for number one and number two for the leading causes of death. Uh, And basically, they represent almost half of the deaths in the U.S. annually. So 
we know that inflammation and oxidative stress have been shown to have a role in both cardiovascular disease and cancer. And why not take a dietary supplement, therefore, that has anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects? I mean, it kind of makes sense. It does. You're right. And, right. And, and, and I remember, you know, growing up being, you know, sat down in front of the TV and you watched Bugs Bunny. And I mean, that dude went through the carrots. Let me just tell you, he was a healthy guy. So, right? you know, but, but I remember, you know, my mom and dad always used to say, I need to watch Popeye eat my spinach, Bugs Bunny eat my carrots, you know, all these things. And, and now I'm like, wait a minute, am I getting enough beta carotene in my normal diet that I don't need the supplement? Is that kind of where they're going with this? I'm curious. Hey, Bugs Bunny always looked bright eyed and bushy tailed to me, buddy. Dude, so I, I, he always outsmarted everybody. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So here I am. And, I, and, you know, it's a little humbling as, 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 you know, a person who specializes in this kind of stuff that thinks, you know, he knows a lot about supplements to get these emails that they kind of take everything you thought and turn it on its ear. So, okay, what is, what does the guideline say? And if you're, if people in the audience want to find this thing, it was published in the latest version of JAMA, uh, the JAMA network, June 21st this year, right? You know, a little over a month ago and it says, well, what was the conclusion? The USP STF, this is the, the people I think are the, the gurus of this stuff recommend against the use of beta carotene or vitamin E supplements for the prevention of both cardiovascular disease or cancer. They say that the current evidence is insufficient to assess the balance of benefits and harms of the use of multivitamins for the prevention of either cardiovascular disease or cancer as well, and that the current evidence is insufficient to assess the balance of benefits and harms of the use of either single or paired nutrient supplements other than uh, beta carotene and vitamin E. So, so basically they're saying what, just like we talked about before, vitamins really may be of no value, but what really got me was that their, their interpretation was that, that they believe that since beta carotene doesn't offer any real benefit, that people might be taking it to offset cardiovascular uh, disease and cancer and not seek the help of, you know, a doctor when they should be, you know, and not okay. seek the, 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 the help of a medical professional uh, because they think they're covered by taking vitamin E and beta carotene. And maybe that's the, the bigger story here. Maybe that's the bigger message. Maybe it is, you know, and, and like you and I talked on the previous podcast is that, you know, I went to my doctor and learned what I was deficient in. Therefore, I knew what supplements to take specifically to help with those deficiencies. And I know so often people think, well, I don't need to go to the dentist because my, my teeth aren't hurting or I'm, my gums aren't bleeding. I'm perfectly fine. And maybe this is a twist on that on the medical profession is that I'm, I'm self-medicating and you know, it may be more of the vitamins in that respect, but uh, people may be self-medicating just to make them and convince themselves that they're healthy. Well, what really got me was that they say, okay, number one, vitamin E supplementation is not beneficial for the prevention of cardiovascular disease and cancer. I could probably make room in my brain for that because again, you know, th things change all the time. But the thing that got me was it said excessive supplementation with vitamin E can actually increase the risk of hemorrhagic stroke. So here I am, you know, I'm, I'm Jane or Joe Q public, right? Yeah. I don't know much about medical uh, at all, but I do know, you know, hey, uh, I heard vitamins are good for you. I heard vitamin E is good for you. And, you know, more is better. So I've always lectured about this stuff, you know, with folks that, that kind of make decisions on their own when they self-medicate. Here's an example of taking a supplement that can actually do more harm than good. And then they say the same thing about beta carotene, especially for smokers and workers exposed to like asbestos, that 
Beta-carotene can actually increase the risk of cardiovascular disease mortality and lung cancer. Now, think about that. You're again, Joe, Jane, public, right? You're a smoker. You know that some of your habits aren't exactly the best for your overall health. So you think, well, let me offset some of the negative I do with, with some positive. I'll take a supplement sure. and then find out that you're actually doing more harm than good. So I've got to take it back to a common theme I think you and I talk about so often, and that's the health history report. And I think that now if I'm a dental assistant and I see that my patient is a smoker and my patient also takes a multivitamin, is this something I bring up to them? Uh, you know, is this something that you kind of connect the dots here? This is why it's so important for you and I to be talking about this, my friend, because taking a, a complete and accurate medical history, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, so difficult because, you know, a lot of people don't consider what we're talking about supplements, dietary supplements, vitamins to be a medication in any way, to be a drug in any way. So if you're not asking them specifically, you know, what they're taking, you know, if they're taking a multivitamin or a specific supplement, they may not even tell you, but it's important that you get everything down because we do know that, for example, vitamin E may increase the risk of bleeding uh, after dental procedures or during dental procedures. Uh, we're now finding out more and more about beta carotene my thought process is not only do we uh, are, are, do we gain and benefit from the fact that we have this knowledge, we can impart some knowledge upon our patients when we take their medical history. If they say, yeah, I take a multivitamin because I'm a smoker or I, I use alcohol on a regular basis. I want to try to offset some of the bad with some good and make them aware that, that, that studies have started to show that there's really no benefit. As a matter of fact, in some cases, it might be worse to take a supplement. But see, that crosses the line. And that's why I think we've got to have a better partnership with our friends on the medical side to really refer patients back to, to, to you know, because much as I love everybody in dentistry and I count myself as one of a, a, a growing population of dental professionals that really are aware of all this stuff, it's important to realize that maybe we're a little outside our scope and we need to bring our medical uh, buddies in, in there to help us uh, with these conversations and to make risk assessment a, a thing. Well, and, and I've got to ask because, you know, you mentioned that you were speaking at AD, AGD, you know, granted in hushed tones, but still you were speaking <laughs> there. And and I know you speak all over the country. You're going to be at ADA coming up, uh, you know, in October, as, along with so many other places. And I know you're constantly evolving your presentation. So whenever you tell a dental practice or I'm sorry, a dental audience about vitamins, as we've talked about, and maybe that they're not as good. What has been the reaction so far? Do people roll their eyes? Are they surprised? I'm curious. It's honestly, it's, it's three different reactions. Uh, some people's interest is peaked because, you know, they don't take supplements on a regular basis or they, they didn't uh, think that there was any value in taking supplements, but they're curious and they want to know. Uh, some people are, are, do the eye roll thing and I, I don't blame them because it's like, oh man, one more thing, you know, sure. that I, that I heard today that contradicts everything I thought I knew. Right. Uh, and now I got to kind of relearn everything I, I thought I knew about supplements and, and take this in. And it's hard, you know, as a dental professional, you got so much to keep in your brain. Pharmacology is one of the last things you want to try to remember. And, and now you've got this to keep track of as well. And the, the third reaction, which I think is, is the most fun, you know, are those people who just look at me with the, with the, 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 the eyes. They just stare at me like, here we go again. <laughs> you know, like it depends on the spin back. <laughs> And, and, and as a, a you know, a, a vitamin taking member of the public, you know, it is hard to think I'm supposed to be doing this for my health. And now you're telling me I'm not, you know, it's, a, it's a little bit of a tough, tough place for not only dental professionals to be, but if you take off your dental hat for any of us to be. 
Right. And I think also there's a bit of trepidation because I'll, I'll say it right to you, Kevin, because you're my friend and, and I know everybody listening here is our friends of ours. I'm actually scared to talk about this stuff with you because I'm not sure if next week another study is going to come out that says, oh, by the way, no, that was all wrong. You know, that's a great point. Yeah, seriously. You, you, you stake your reputation as a dental professional with your patient on what you've heard on this podcast, which, you know, again, everything on this podcast is is, in, is opinion for the most part and information that we've garnered from the Internet and the, the recent publications. I try to make it as factual as possible. But you, you stake your reputation with your patient on this. And then you find out next week that, that another study's published that says, no, I think that first study was uh, too far to the right side or left side, whatever. The pendulum swung back again. Like, you almost feel like, hey, I don't want to talk about it at all because, heck, I don't know what to expect's going to come next week. My best example of that is low-dose aspirin. I mean, yeah. you know, if you follow the pendulum back and forth over the years, we've gone back and forth literally with, with the aspirin. And, and again, these people that I call the gurus, you know, the the... the the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force have recommended against using aspirin lately. I'm not sure, not to their discredit anyway, but I'm not sure that that's going to stay the way it is for you for long. I mean, I could see maybe in a year or two it swings back the other way. And I guess all you can do, all any of us can do, is just rely on what we're told now and know, you know, that something may change. But I think that's where the frustration lies, and I get that completely, absolutely. So, so with the chance that something will change, who knows, by the time this podcast comes out, something may have changed. <laughs> you know, I know it's always important for people to keep track of the latest, and that's why you're there. God bless you for filling that role in our industry. So Thank tell you. folks how they can keep up with you so you can keep up with the latest and let them share that. Well, I got to tell you, Kevin, I've, I've done a, a major uh, push now on social media uh, because I really find that... Um, the people that are listening to this podcast and people that are consuming my content are, are you know, of two groups. Some are, are those that prefer more traditional channels, but there's a growing segment of people who listen to my content who find me on social media. So please do. You know, I, I invest a lot of time and effort uh, in keeping my social media up to date. Uh, I believe that Instagram is probably my number one uh, source for content right now. So find me on Instagram. It's Pharmacology Declassified. I'm not even sure what you're supposed to do when you get there. I think you're supposed to like me or you're supposed to uh, follow me or friend me. I don't all even that. know. I don't know. Follow, like, all that good do stuff. Do right? something. Give me a little heart. That's right. the key right, right, right Click that thing, whatever it is, so that you get more content, whatever that is. I'm sure you know better than I do. Anybody who's listening knows better than I do. I rely uh, on my daughter explicitly. For and some me of that too. Well, Trust me. My, my daughter is the expert. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And, and of course, my website's always there. It's tomviola.com. Uh, I've got a podcast now that's really just recorded uh, stuff that I've done in the past. So please give it a listen. Uh, I've got uh, my blog that I write and contribute to on a regular basis. So please uh, follow me on my uh, my website, TomWillow.com, and on Instagram at uh, Pharmacology Declassified. And yes, I still have a presence on Facebook, uh, Pharmacology Declassified as well, if you want to follow uh, some more content there as well. Well, and Tom is uh, is a wealth of knowledge, and and as I mentioned a minute ago, Tom and I will both be at the ADA annual session in Houston yes. in mid October. Excited about that! Can't wait to see you again there. Yes, and would love to see all of you come by Podcast Alley, where uh, Tom and I may be having a beverage. We may be recording an episode. You'll have to come see. Uh, but go to ada.org to learn more about SmileCon and all the opportunities that are there for you in the great state of Texas. And Tom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just finish up by saying again, thank you, man. 
thanks for staying on top of this stuff. And no matter which way the pendulum goes, hey, I'll ride it along with you like a wrecking ball, brother. Same here, my friend. Thank you for all you do for the professions of dentistry, assisting hygiene and, and dentistry. Because honestly, buddy, without you, podcasts like this, where would we be? So thank you for all you do to keep people current. Appreciate hey, it's, it. It takes a village, right? And seriously, as long as I'm not the village idiot in there, I'm perfectly happy. So it's all <laughs> That's <good>. my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate all of you listening to this podcast. And, and we bring people on like Tom, who are experts, who are keeping their fingers on the pulse of what's going on so that you can learn from them so that your career can be better, your patients can be healthier, and you can be more fulfilled about what you're doing to help keep those patients healthy. So until the next time uh, here on the Dylan Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA, this is Kevin Henry reminding you that as always, together we rise.